Hey, greetings from the year 3000. It still sucks. This is Phil J. Fry, and you're listening to The Drunken Turkey Show. You're one stop for this sort of thing. Hit that button, like, and subscribe. You know what to do, just like every other podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Drunk Turkey Show. I'm your host, Daniel J., and today we're uh, back by popular demand. We'll be doing um, something that we're calling um, Murder Mystery Mondays, where we'll be talking about current murders and mysteries. And today we're talking uh, part two of the Delphi murder case. Um, with me, as always, are my good friends, Jaime G and Big Blue. I mean, how are you doing tonight? Are you, are you drinking with us tonight? I am drinking. I'm drinking uh, Jack and Coke, man. Jack and Coke. Just I'm going to show you that, that I'm not bullshitting you. Oh, he's putting in more Jack. Yeah. Oh, I, I need it too. <laughs> he needs the jack. <laughs> that was a slow spill there. Good, mm-hmm. good job. Good job. Um, oh, we got a few people in the in the live chat while I uh, pull them up. Big Blue, how you doing tonight? Are you you're not drinking tonight, are you? No, I got I got to work tonight. Plus, I I have my uh, a cold or possibly flu going on, so I had to take a cocktail medication just to just to be able to feel good right now. So. Like, oh no! Maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow I won't, I won't take the medicines and, and I'll have a few. Got you, got you. Hopefully you feel better, Blue. We hope we're we're, we're hoping for the best. Well, while you're resting and getting you know stronger, me and Jaime will be drinking. So we have a a Steelers fan in the chat. We have D Attaway. How's it going? How's it going, Team Right? He's um, coming from the uh, the Steelers show, State of the Steelers. Oh. That's our sister show, um, which is a uh, yeah, we'll bring it up right now for everybody in the in the live chat. We're giving away a couple of tickets uh, to a subscriber, and there's two ways to enter: it's being a subscriber to our show and one of the State of the Steelers. And those tickets are for the Steelers versus Vegas Raiders game. We're going live this Saturday to give those out. Hit the subscribe button and stay tuned for more details. Let's see. Uh, Team Riot is. Um, having a Jack and Coke in his drink. Uh, let us know if you're drinking out there tonight, and let us. We'll do a little bit of roll call. Let us know where you're coming from. I'm from San Antonio, and so is Big Blue. Jaime is out there in Del Rio, Texas. Let us know where you're coming from. Oh yes, we got Michael Maya in the in the house. Yes, sir. He's got the green apple with Dr Pepper. Man, that's a good combination. That is a really good combination. I would try that. I'm gonna try that. I I I want to try that too. I haven't tried it as well. I I've had the green well. apple. It's good, and there's a few green apples out there. So there's a Jim Bean, and then there's a Jack, and I believe there's wild turkey also that might have a green apple. Mm. Nice, nice. Oh, nice. Team rides from 45 minutes from PA in Liverpool, Ohio. Ooh. Nice. So yeah, like. He better win the. He's like, I gotta win these tickets. It's right down the street. <laughs> it yeah. really is. It really is. <laughs> um, and you know what's the crazy thing is the. So I've given away a couple of tickets before. So mm-hmm. the first game that we gave away was for the Jets versus Steelers game that happened. I think it was like the second home game, and only like eight people showed up to the live chat that it was going out on. So this time, I decided, or this last time, I decided to put out a video ahead of time and have people enter that way. Yeah. And then the winner didn't claim it. And so this time we're going to go back to the first option. We're going to do the live and then pull out a 
pull out a winner out of the live. And so um, that way, this Saturday, somebody is going to win. And so you got to be a subscriber. So subscribe if you're out there watching, you're a fan of the Steelers, a fan of the Raiders, you know somebody who is. Uh, send us a uh, share this uh, content with your friends. And so um, go Saturday, tune in and they, they might get a chance to get some tickets. It's Christmas Eve, right? <laughs> it is. It is. It is for Christmas Eve. Um, it is for Christmas Eve. And so today what we're talking about and what we're going to be going through is the Delphi murder case. We had spoken about this what last Monday and we kind of went through, um, you know, what the most up-to-date uh, news was, which was that Richard Allen was arrested and charged with the murders of um, Libby German and um, Abby Williams, you know, the uh, murders that occurred on um, um, in February of 2017. And so with that being said, we kind of went through where, where Allen lived. We kind of went through a little bit of the timeline of what had occurred and what led to his arrest. And in that time, we got a lot of a lot of you know positive feedback that they you know you guys wanted to hear or see more of this type of content. So we listened, and we're going to do that for you guys. And uh, what we want to do is just kind of go a little bit more in depth with this case. Um, you know, until Richard Allen was a suspect, there was a couple of other suspects that were you know looked at in this case. And first and foremost was Ronald Logan. Ronald Logan was the uh, um, he owned the property in which the uh, the little girls were found. Jaime, did you um, look into um, Ronald Logan much? I uh, know he's um, he's like seventy three years old, man. Um, well, he was. No, <laughs> at that time, right? yeah, at that time he was seventy. At that time he was, uh, but um, other than the fact that he did kind of lie to the cops about being in a certain place around that time. Um, right, the, the the bodies of the two girls were found on his property. Right, and um, so what I about you, Blue? I can go a little bit more in, in depth into it. So, a while back, there was a FBI report that somehow got leaked, and in that report, it put him as one of the main suspects suspects for him, and they pretty much said it. They think it was him because it had two. Two things. Oh man, I think there's some craziness going on in Blue's house. I asked for a Gatorade, and my daughter opened the door and was out loud. So, so what happened was he lied, and he got his. I think I believe it was his sister or cousin got to lie for him, saying that he went out of town to buy some tropical fish. Bro. But FBI reports. They actually pinged his cell phone hmm. twice where the bodies were that same day before they were found. Well, uh, well, well here, here's the thing about that. Here, here, here's the thing about that. So, um, yeah, it was suspicious because Alan apparently asked uh, one of his relatives for an alibi before the bodies were found. Yeah. And so it was reported that he called somebody, exactly what Blue said. And the thing about the pins in that report that came out, the police sometimes and the FBI or whatever, they, they're not always 100% honest. And sometimes they'll put some information out there to make somebody nervous or make somebody feel a little bit relaxed. Either way, the the goal or the uh, 
the outcome that's desired there is for somebody to feel one certain way or another and maybe slip up. Yeah. And so, you know, they looked at Ronald Logan because he, bodies were found on his property and he lied about the alibi, right? That was the first thing. Boom, boom. Yeah. Now, here's the here's the reason why it ended up coming out later why he ended up lying. He was on I believe was on probation for for DWI and had a suspended license. And at the time of the murders, he was driving around. And so he asked somebody for an alibi because had they found out he was driving on a suspended license, um, he'd be going, he'd violate his probation. And so, which he ended up doing and ended up going to jail for a while there, you know, before he died. And so, you know, you look at that, that he, there's a reason for it. You know, there was some people that I was listening to here recently that tried to say that Ronald Logan was, you know, um, the bridge guy and that he had, was working possibly with Richard Allen. And I think that narrative doesn't make any sense. You know, it doesn't, there's only one person on that bridge, in my opinion. And also, you know, one of these content creators that I was watching earlier that was discussing it, his theory was that Richard Allen was waiting, you know, either down somewhere or at um, um, Ronald Logan's house, you know, and or at the barn or whatever. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. You're not going to send the 73 year old guy and leave the 40 year old guy behind, yeah. you know, to go do the walk through the woods and all that other stuff. And as far as the triangulation of the pins, that gets you to a certain area, you know, they can kind of pinpoint you to like maybe uh, probably five years ago. I'm, I'm sure technology is probably a lot better now, but five years ago, it wasn't that like, oh, he was on the bridge. It was that location. You know, the other thing is his house is less than a quarter mile from the bridge. Yeah. And so if it pinged him that day anywhere near the bridge, it's probably because he's at his house. Yeah. Um, you know, let's kind of look at that. We'll, we'll look at it real like, quick. Like, even if they triangulate the, the signal itself, they give you a radius of about two miles. Right. And so you're actually right. Absolutely right. So this is where I believe um, Ronald Logan lives right here. When you look up his address, it, it populates here, which is kind of odd. But uh, you're looking at this thick wooded area that they would have had to um, go through to get back to Ronald Logan's address. Yeah. Um, let's see. So you're seeing, you know, and we'll measure this out from, from the end of the bridge to, you got to go through. Now, I believe the bodies were found about 50 feet or so away from the edge of the, uh, of the creek here. And so, there you go. You're looking at about half a mile, right, of, you know, somewhere in this area. So that's yeah. about half a mile to get into, to control two, two other people. Now, one way that people say, oh, you know, they controlled him, that's with a, um, you know, he controlled him with a gun, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, that, and that would make sense, however, there weren't any gunshots or any of those things heard. I believe all the indication that comes out from from this story is that it sounds like it was a stabbing. 
not yeah. saying that a gun wasn't used to maneuver them down the hill. Uh, very well possible. But, I mean, what is he going to do? Stab one while hold the other one at gunpoint? No. Yeah, I don't know if that's the case because like, that's what I was thinking about last night because, let's say, he was 73 years old at this time that it happened, right? And from what we heard is that, like you said, there's no gunshot wounds or nothing. It's either he used a knife, right? Um, in order in order for him to do that, he like just say he he killed them in a certain spot and then moved them all the way uh, half a mile down the half a mile down the river, right? Right. Like there's like. I don't know if he can do that. Like, you know, at well, 70 years old, you know what yeah, I mean? They're saying that it was, they, they're pretty sure he was an accomplice. That's what they're thinking. And they're showing that in another report where he would actually take people on tours, like from his house to the, the site where the bodies were found, with no problem walking it from his house. Well, yeah, I mean, his house is is uh, uphill, downhill, straight line through. Um, going from the bridge through that area is pretty... It would have been around 60, probably 68 at that time. So he would have been a little bit more mobile. No, no, he was 73 at the time. At the time? He, he died. Yeah he, was seven, yeah, he was 73 at the time. And um, my thing is, too, when it comes to him, if, if, if you're going to do that, if you're going to go stage it or move the bodies or do that... Why are you going to do that on your own property? Yeah, exactly, man. If I was not the, uh, if I was, uh, if I was to kill someone, banned, <laughs> what's it called? Uh, uh, hypothetically, 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 hypothetically. Um, if I was like, I would, I wouldn't, I would try to get rid of evidence as far away from my, my, my home as possible. You know what I mean? Right. Apparently the bodies were moved or staged. Not very far. I don't, it doesn't sound like, you know, there was some theories that he had done this at, his, at a different place, maybe at his barn and then moved the bodies down. Yeah. Highly doubt it. They did a search of the house and they did a search of the barn. Yeah, you know, the they, they messed up on the timeline. It took them over a month to be able to get the search warrants. And that, I was watching a report today. The FBI right. But the amount of blood that they described at the scene had this murder taken place somewhere else on the property there's no way that that uh, there would be no evidence of it no way that'd be impossible that would be highly impossible the, the thing is people what's not really explained a lot of times especially if you're making a deep cut or an incision into someone where uh, somebody's alive that blood's going to be pumping that's going to be going places mm -hmm. and so um, you know, a lot of folks watch Dexter and things of that nature. And <laughs> don't you dare that. talk bad about Dexter. Sir. I'm not talking bad oh, about okay. the movie, sir, or the, or the series, sir. <laughs> I'm talking about the fact that, you know, some folks will watch Dexter or CSI and think that those things are realistic in real life. And, and oh, that's yeah. not the case, you know, mm -hmm. um, a murder of the, to the degree or the, uh, you know, some of the reports that I had seen, it sounds like it was a uh, bloody and gruesome scene down at yeah. the bottom, uh, you know, had that happened somewhere else, there would be evidence of um, where the bodies were taken and from. I'm fairly positive, given the description of the scene, that the uh, officers know where the murder took place and, you know, 
um, yeah. as well. No. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, all they had to do was get some cadaver dogs, you know, sniff out the sniff, sniff out the bodies, and try to trace it where it came from. Right. Uh, there's no evidence well, yet to find out what's going on yet. I mean, this is one of the weirdest things out there. Yeah, I think I think the murders happened where they found them. Um, because like you said, the lack of, 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 of blood evidence anywhere around them, they never mentioned anything like, oh, they can see blood trails from somewhere else or anything like right. that. I think it happened right where they were found. And, um, and it's, it's hard to believe that he can control two girls at knife point. You would think that one of them would, you know, try to book it or both right. of them at the same time, especially, especially at his age. I would, I doubt he would have been able to keep up through all that brush. Uh, with a with a thirteen and fourteen year old girl, especially running from their lives, you know what I mean? Right. Now that would make sense. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, and and from the descriptions that I've seen, and I don't know how much of it is real, because the police haven't released. There's some of um some things that are saying that this is you know this description, and you'll find I'll find some things that are on the dark web Ooh. that. Uh, kind of described the scene, but I don't know if that's just from somebody's imagination or not, but apparently it was pretty gruesome in that apparently Libby took the brunt force of majority of the, uh, uh, of the, uh, they had a lot of that. She had a lot of, um, she was severely more uh, mutilated, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to, to Abby, apparently it was like, uh, from what I read, it was like a one stab type of thing for Abby and multiple for, for Libby. And so, and, you know, Ronald Logan became a suspect, right? And I think that, you know, early on in that, in this case, they took, they sent out that first sketch and, you know, then they said that they were changing their, you know, plans or whatever. I think the change of plans was because um, I think they figured out that it wasn't Ronald Logan, that it was just a a pretty bad series of um, coincidences for him. You know, he ended up lying about where he was at or trying to get an alibi to cover up the fact that he was driving, you know what I'm saying? And that ended up pushing police down that wrong avenue. But they were looking at him and they were also looking at a man named Keegan Klein. Um, Keegan was a guy who was basically he had created a fake account a fake with social media account and uh, called anthony shots and was um, eliciting uh, minor uh, females to send him uh, nude pictures and videos and things of that nature um, apparently um, he had contacted libby and was talking to libby up until the day of the uh, of their disappearance yeah um what did you think about Keegan Klein, Hyman? Did you research him quite a bit or no? Um, I saw, man, I saw his, um, all the, the charges he got against him. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's got he had like 30 something charges against him of solicitating minors and using those, <laughs> those, those fake profiles to, to get, to get, um, pictures, um, you know, or like X rated pictures of, 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 of you know, younger, yeah, of children pretty much. And, um, I know, they, they questioned him about it. They questioned about him about that and about other people who had access to that phone and to those accounts. Right. Yeah. And so he had several phones. And, you know, I, I was watching this and I was looking at the evidence that they had against him. And I don't think that 
one of the problems with with police departments sometimes is the fact that they're not very current. You know what I mean? The 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 officers are typically older older men that aren't current with the times. And so you usually then you'll you'll get a bunch of these guys who are are gals, officers, men and women mm-hmm. who um, are a little bit late to what kids are involved in. Like, for instance, TikTok, that was a kid thing. And then now you see a bunch of more adults getting on that. Well, that was kind of the situation with Snapchat and Instagram and those type of things yeah. back at that time. And I don't think that they realize that um, these accounts, I think, were possibly accounts that were created and, and sold you know, the phones or the accounts or whatever. Yeah. Um, those were things that were happening back at the time. Uh, I recall um, seeing that, but there were, you know, seeing where they would sell accounts due to the followers, right? Yeah. Like somebody would be like, hey, I have an account that has a thousand followers or 1500 followers. I'm selling the account or whatever. And um, you could buy those accounts. Now, cool. I wouldn't put it past this like CP and we're, we're, we're going to have to, abbreviate it cheese pizza because, yeah just because of uh <laughs> the algorithm of youtube will, will stop this from going out but too. yeah but you know i wouldn't be surprised if these guys were selling this and he was selling some of this uh, material but he was talking to libby up until the day that he ended up she ended up going missing now uh, apparently, he was talking to Libby while she was at a slumber party like a couple of nights before she went missing. And at that slumber party, there was another girl uh, that he uh, met, apparently, and was talking to as well. That girl ended up talking to him after the fact, after the murders had occurred. And um, she thought she was talking to the catfish. And um, long story short, um she she invited him to come over and yes and um she invited him to come over and she ended up seeing a man outside with a ski mask they ended up starting to investigate the uh, the social media accounts that she was talking to and that's how they ended up finding out who anthony shots was now apparently he had admitted to um during during conversations with police that he admitted to saying that he was supposed to meet her and there was evidence that he was supposed to meet her, but she never showed up. And so, you know, I think it's pretty obvious that Keegan Klein is well connected into this. The question comes, where's the connection to Richard Allen? Uh, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, today I, I saw a report that um, they actually trying to move him to a different. Uh, I guess oh, they already did. Yeah, because he's afraid of it for his life, and then that the judge resigned himself. They're gonna get a new judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The judge. Well, what happened was some people on on YouTube, uh, a YouTube page, ended up putting the judge's information out there because they have this uh, this seal, which is another big question, right? So let's kind of go through a little bit of a timeline with Keegan Klein, and so he ends up leaving, right? And he takes off to Las Vegas. He takes off with his dad, and and I think he had a plan that he was going to take off, and and he was supposedly soliciting prostitutes that were um, potentially underage and trying to do um, 
it sounded like the police were investigating him for some kind of CP ring kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so um, he ends up getting arrested for the charges of the uh, solicitation and whatnot. And on August 19th, uh, 2020, the police interview him. Murder Sheet podcast came out with a, uh, with the, uh, I guess, a transcript of the interview and whatnot. And we've kind of gone through it a little bit. Um, I found some things interesting about it. You know, he t I think the police are kind of tunnel vision that they think that he's in cahoots with his dad. Um, but I think it's fairly obvious that he has somebody else that's involved. What did you guys take out of that? I think um, Jaime, you're muted, Jaime. Yeah. Uh, we don't hear you, buddy. The truth says Richard Allen seems innocent to me. He does not look like the bridge guy. He is being railroaded. And we'll nope. talk about that. We'll talk about that and what he looks like and if he's getting railroaded. Yes, Jaime, you're back. I'm back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I had to jump out real quick. I don't know what happened there. But what's it called? Like, like it he said, yeah, probably. Oh, that's a cheese pizza. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like you said earlier, I think Keegan might have been doing accounts and selling them off. And uh -huh. and maybe he's because in, in the transcript, I, from what I came out from um, reading there is that he was talking to other other people and they were sharing photos of different girls. Right. It sounded like he was doing that. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe he he sold these accounts and one of them was. Richard Allen. Right. Yeah, that's where I'm thinking too. And this is all speculation, guys, to yeah. this, at this point. But that's where I'm I'm going at with as well. And one of the big things that I saw in the police interview is that when he talked to some of these girls, and this is Anthony Schatz, he was um he was basically telling them or, or questioning them if they would also have also um have sex with his father. And he described his father as a middle-aged 40-year-old person. Now, the police were, when they were look, when you look through the transcripts and you, you read through it, they were fairly positive there was more than one person on that account. They were fairly positive there was more than one person talking to these girls. And the girl who was actually the one that called in that somebody was looking at her with a ski mask also stated that uh, uh, Anthony Schatz had mentioned something about her father, about his father, and that that she knew that when they would talk that there was two different people based on the way they would tax and things of that nature. And so, uh, in my opinion, it seems like it was pretty obvious that those things were happening. Uh, you look at, he, he ends up getting arrested. He has all these charges, right? Here, here's, here's what ends up happening. And, and this is where I think there's a little bit of a connection here. August 19th, 2022, Police interview Klein again, right? Mm -hmm. And it's found out that they have, um, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, court documents open it up and it says that Klein is in negotiations with prosecutors, right? And yeah. so August 19th <laughs> happens, police go talk to him. August 30th, they end up, police end up searching the, the Wabash, okay, I don't know if I pronounced that right, um, river, right? Uh, no confirmation as to whether or not it had to do with um, Delphi murders or not, but it's just, you know, about 11 days after they talked to him, they're going and doing this. Court court records are showing that uh, 
there he's in negotiations with prosecutors October 13th. So, you know, looking at about less than two weeks, about two weeks later, mm-hmm. police go and um, search the Allen residence. Right now they go and search the, the, the residence. They come back out with two large bundles. Uh, apparently they look like it was potentially clothing or dark cloth, possibly clothing. They came out with a Macy's shopping bag, a shoe box, and neighbors also reported that the police were searching near the shed in a small area, like a very small area. And so two weeks later after that is when Alan is arrested. And so what I'm thinking is Keegan Klein had a bunch of cell phones, right? But the day, I want to say it was the day of the murders, he had logged into the Anthony shot Snapchat had logged into two cell phones back and forth that same morning. Right. Yeah. That means two different people were logging into the same account from two, from two different phones. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can't have somebody on the same account. Um, if, if, for instance, if I logged into an account on my phone and then you logged into that same account, Jaime, it's going to kick me off. Right. Yeah. And so what they were doing was they were kind of fighting for it. You can see they were logging in and out, whoever these two people were. They never found that phone, that second iPhone. Keegan Klein has turned in several phones um, in relation in relation to um, the, you know, his case and what he was turning into, except for this one. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking, and this is just speculation, that either they found a phone um at the river and they, they pin that back to Richard Allen or conversations that they had um, with Keegan Klein plus what they found at the river kind of puts him there. And like the truth says, these girls were not sexually assaulted, just murdered, right? You know, I didn't see anything that they were sexually assaulted. Did you see anything about that? Um, no. Um, no, I haven't. Actually, I know they have some details about the murder itself, but I didn't hear anything about them being sexually, well, raped. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah I didn't see anything about that. Position in certain ways. Yeah. But, like, I didn't, I didn't hear nothing about that. Um but then again, I don't know if that's part of the documents they have sealed. Yeah. Right. That could be part of the case that's sealed. And I think that the reason why the case is still sealed is I, I, I think there's two reasons on that. I think they're trying to protect the families. One, I mean, the, the family has a petition that's going out right now to keep uh, the, the, the probable cause and and the court documents and everything sealed for the uh, the victims. And I understand why they're doing that and, and the reason to go that route. Um, however, at the same token, it's, you know, these are the, he has the right to know what his <laughs> is, is being accused of and why they're arresting him. Yeah. And, and so does everybody in, in the country. It's, what's that, Big Blue? I'm, I'm pretty sure a lawyer, like they let him know what he's being arrested for, but you know, they can't let us know because under lock and key. Right. And so, you know, one one theory that I have as to why these girls perhaps weren't, you know, sexually assaulted or, or, or whatnot is I think perhaps 
he he may have only wanted to to watch right now i think i saw a picture where there's a uh, there's i think it's um abby on the railroads and there's a question if there's somebody in the background potentially yeah. along the tree line yeah i think uh, i think blue pointed that out yeah he also pointed that out as well uh maybe it's possible because i, I think and i, I don't i don't want to speculate too much but i, I could have swore i'd seen something where they had called him a creep or the creepy guy or something of that nature yeah right yeah. also didn't they call him bridge guy no, 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 yeah, they called him Bridge Guy, but on, on the audio, I think there was part that oh, wasn't okay. that wasn't leaked out. Yeah. So apparently, there's a portion of the video where there's girl talk or whatnot, and they end up calling him a creepy guy or the creep guy or whatever the case may be. Uh, perhaps maybe they saw him in the tree line. He was hiding. He thought he's busted. I don't know. Maybe they recognized him. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? They recognized who he was. That type of situation, and so. Um, <laughs> and as far as, um, uh, you know, one of those things, it's just kind of like, I don't know, man, it, it, in my opinion, that's one logical thing. Maybe they recognized who he was and, and he felt that he had to do what he had to do. Yeah. What do y'all think about that? Do you think there was, um, I found something again on this complete speculation. I have no idea how real it is, but on the, you know, searching for this, um, I saw that there was some Nordiac symbols or something like that, and that they tried to when they when they set the scene up, it was like a religious type of situation. Did y'all read or see any of that type of stuff? I didn't, man. No, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't. I didn't read. I didn't see that at all. I know they they were posed in a certain way, but I didn't get no details. I didn't read no details on how they were posed or what, right. what was behind it. You know what I mean? I've seen a lot of details, but they're all a little bit different. Yeah. And so um, I don't know which ones are real. And I don't want to put too much speculation out there. And I kind of want to just stick to the, the, the facts, so to speak. But um, yeah, that, um, we got to stay within the details that we have. Yeah. Well, we pick up. It's under lock and key. And it, even when the, when the case goes through court, it might even be, you know, a private kind of kind of court case because it's a minor and when stuff comes with minors they lock everything up where nobody really hits the facts and it's protecting them yeah i don't right. think they're gonna let anybody go like they don't know let any camera crews in there at all i'm pretty sure they're gonna move the, the the court to to a different town or city yeah they probably i i, I, I like think it. so yeah but like yeah like, even with the like how um like I was, I was just thinking about it. Like, you know how they triangulate your the signal for for mm -hmm. uh, Ronald Logan, like, right. like that town's so small, right? That like he could have been like at Walmart at the same time. It's right, just so small. I mean, I'm sure they can probably, um, hopefully, triangulate a little bit better. But the fact is that his house was less than half a mile away from that bridge. Yeah, it would have been difficult, in my opinion, especially saw, five years ago. Yeah, so. I saw somebody say that the guy on the bridge didn't look like um, Richard Allen. And it's, you know what? And I, I was looking at some pictures and some video of Ronald Logan, how he walks. And it, they have a similar walk. But then again, you got the guy walking on beams. On, right. On, on the, the railroad. On right. But also, so they, <clears throat> there is a couple. I, I couldn't find it. I'm watching a report where one of the specialists that even wrote a book 
was coming out shows that he did an interview a couple days later with a news crew and he's mm-hmm. wearing a jacket like the one that the guy in the bridge was yeah he's wearing a similar jacket yeah i mean but it's hard yeah you know, everybody can have a blue jacket but yeah there was a picture of um of richard allen in a similar jacket as well that i i found as well so you know one thing though is that you can kind of tell that the uh the bridge guy in my opinion isn't a very tall guy he's not that that big of a man yeah. uh he looks chubby he looks like he has a beer gut but his body kind of resembles a little bit more to richard allen in my opinion than, yeah, than logan no- and when you look at the Kleins, when you look at keegan klein and his brother tony or his dad i'm sorry tony klein they're not they even close yeah it's not even close yeah, yeah and so yeah, um for, for logan you know he's he's where he wears glasses in that video i don't see you know you know glasses you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Pretty, but you know, I, you can I can see people with glasses pretty far away. And then yeah. he he had a lot of white grayish hair at that time. And that that guy, I think he was wearing a hat. But mm-hmm. sometimes you see the edges of the sideburns, you know, on the side of the side of the face. And I don't see no white, no white right. hair either. Right. But I I think that at the end of the day, the police ended up clearing him because they they knew where he was at during the murders. I know he lied about his alibi and all that other stuff, which looks super suspicious. However, it's uh, one of those situations where um, it he, he he made some big mistakes in that, and he ended up putting the spotlight on himself there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, Claude Bishop asked, how old is this case? And uh, the murders happened in February of 2017. Um I will say he does kind of sound like him, but like when we were talking about the voice and you were li- when we were listening to it last week, I mentioned to everybody that um, there's an accent that comes from that area of Indiana and that you know northwestern or um, area, and in my opinion, you're going to find a lot of people that end up sounding very similar to him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so, in, in I, I probably sound like him right now. Nah, nah. <laughs> I want to thank everybody that's you know joined us. Oh, we have the this is our largest cast uh, by far. I want to thank everybody that's in here and would uh, appreciate if you guys hit the subscribe button. Let's see. Um, Richard Allen was not DNA tested when he told police that he was on the trails that day. Why not? I don't know. That's interesting because he did come back as a person that they interviewed because he came out and was you know, up front apparently. And that's what I have found as well. And he uh, talked about um, talking with um, uh, authorities and, and they, they, they interviewed him as well. Um, that is interesting why they wouldn't have DNA tested him. I would have probably DNA tested everybody that kind of fit the description of what they saw on that Snapchat. You know, yeah. anybody remotely close, you know what I'm saying? I, I think, uh, uh, I think, uh, was it, Maybe this this year on May, I believe they interviewed uh, one of the girl's parents, and I think they slipped up, and they actually said that the the cops do have DNA evidence that at the scene. So I don't know if that's how 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 real that is or how, what's the truth behind that, but we'll see. Well, I, read, I read in a report too that there was some DNA like uh, evidence, but they haven't done. They didn't say if they did testing or what kind yeah. of. Evidence was you know i mean you know, maybe it was a struggle maybe one of the girls scratched the the perpetrator you know had the skin under the nails or you know it's hard to tell what what they found or, or, or even semen 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that what I thought was that there was potentially uh, uh, under Ab, uh, Libby's fingernails that there may have been some DNA because I didn't find anything that says that there was a sexual assault uh, attached. Yeah. To it. Yeah. No, I you haven't seen. I mean? Yeah. I haven't seen anything like that neither. Um, unfortunately, we won't know until the, later on during the the trials. Right, right. And I mean, everybody's going to be on, be on pins and needles. Mm -hmm. I think that and, and the one thing that about Indiana as well is they don't have, like they don't have where cameras are can freely go into the court. And so this might be a situation that's closed off to the media and to everybody. Yeah. So I think we might be making a trip this March to uh, wherever the court is at or held at and maybe perhaps get to report on that if you guys want to. Um, get in on that type of content, please hit that subscribe button. Um, but one thing about Keegan Klein, because let's kind of go back. I think Keegan Klein, there's a lot, there's a lot of evidence against Keegan Klein that are to, are beyond coincidental. You know, you have the fact that he was talking to Libby on the day of the, you know, up to the day of the murders. You have the fact that he told um, other other women that he was or other girls he was talking to that he was going to meet up with her. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You also have the fact that, um, or the coincidence, there's just too many coincidences that go about that. Then you also have the searches that he had. Were you guys aware of what he was searching while he was in Vegas while this murder was being investigated early on? I know that he was in Vegas. I remember him saying something about having this uh, uh, dispensary, right? At one right. point, he was doing like pretty much uber for for drugs i guess you could say mm -hmm. and uh but i know that his web searches were they were pretty vague and then some other web searches were real real uh descriptive you know what i mean right so they were thinking that there's two different people looking for two different things you know what i mean and and i honestly think at this point i think it's fair to say that i think klein uh throwing um, Allen under the bus if, they, they, if they're actually connected, especially because he's taking they're taking some some charges away from him for the for all the the, the child pornography they had. Right. CCP. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So dream, dream of um, a dream of a hive says the R probable cause said no evidence of a struggle. Did it not? Nah. I agree. I don't remember them saying that there was evidence of a struggle. However, um, the everything that comes out in those types of things aren't couldn't potentially not be that accurate due to the fact that um, they might want a potential suspect, especially in a high profile case. You can you may have people come out of the woodwork that are trying to take claim for whatever yeah. reason. Um, you're going to keep things disclosed and you may even put out there some information that's not entirely true. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't be asking for um, hair yeah. DNA and, and um, DNA from Keegan Klein if they didn't think that um, there, or they didn't know that there was something to test it to. And that was one thing that he came out here recently after, um, I guess he had an, a TV interview. And in that TV interview, he was talking about um, that, you know, they were questioning him and that he gave them his DNA and all this other stuff. But while he was in Vegas, he was searching up 
you know, IP addresses and, and if the FBI and law enforcement can search up IP addresses off of social medias, things of that nature, real, real sketchy things that in my opinion, can't really be overlooked. I, I feel that there is a strong connection there. And then when you look at the timeline from where the police interview him, they interview, uh, they end up doing the search in the river, they end up doing the search in Richard Allen's house, and then the arrest kind of leads me to believe that there's a little bit of uh, a trail there, so to speak, of dots to be connected. What do you think about that, Hyman? Oh, definitely, man. There's there's a lot of probable causes they can make it to where they're all connected. Maybe even all three of them. Shit. You never know at this case. Um, but there was, a, there was a comment that I saw earlier that says, uh, this one, yeah. So say 50-year-old doesn't just wake up one morning and think, let's murder two people. This guy's got more bodies. Remember I was telling you about that? It's like if he did something like this, this probably won't be his first time. There was um, there was uh, apparently, I, man, I can't remember the name, and I wanted to look it up before we got on the show today, but mm -hmm. there was somebody that was missing out of Mexico or a murder or something like that out of Mexico, Indiana, from where he came from or somewhere around that area. Yeah. Um, that's not solved. That, Is it like the 26-year-old or something? I can't, I don't remember, man, but, uh, I saw, I saw, I saw it on one of the other, the content. They're like, Hey, have you looked into this name? This person went missing around the time that, or something happened to them around the time that Richard took off from there. And so yeah. it was one of those situations also that it's, um, it's crazy. It's crazy. Chris, Chris Mayer here says that Richard Allen, Tony Klein and Ro Ronald Logan were all friends. Ooh. Now. Well it's a small town. <laughs> it is a small town. It's uh, 3,000 people. I wouldn't be, you know, surprised. I mean, when you look at, at uh, I believe, Tony and um, Ronald, I mean, uh, Tony and um, Richard Allen were about the same age. You know what I mean? And so um, them being the same age. Oh, there it is. There it is. Thank you, Ka uh, Katie Powers. Uh, Jordan uh, Sofer. Um, we got to look into this one. In mm -hmm. fact, that's what I want to look into this case and see what happened with this one. But this is actually it. That that's this is the person. Um, and so right here it says here prior to 2006, Richard Allen lived near Tony Klein in Peru. So, you know, th there is a little bit of a connection here. You know, these dots are connecting. It's a small town. Um, you know, I think that perhaps maybe there's some information that. Um, you know, uh, the younger client, uh, Keegan didn't want out and that's probably maybe potentially why he's protecting Richard Allen up until the point where they decided to, you know, drop some charges on his current, you know, case that he has pending on him. And that's kind of the direction that it looks to me, that's the direction it's going. These, yeah. these dots line up. Um, what do you think the probable causes? Do you have any, uh, predictions or theories on what the probable cause could be on Richard Allen that they have it sealed? Big Blue? I want to say, I want to say probably Klein had something on him. You know, because they found something in all the phones he had. And he didn't, they were probably going to... I want to say they probably were going to try to prosecute him for the murders and he started talking, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll... All the, all the dots kind of connect to that. I mean, if, if they're like, like, like everybody said, this is a small town, you know, there's, there's, there's no way that they, there's a good possibility that they knew each other because when you look at this situation here and let's look back at the map here, um, 
you look at where all right so this is where richard allen lived this is where the bridge where the video was taken this is where the address is right you know it's not far but that's still a hell of a distance to go home um bloody and and full of a bunch of um you know uh evidence or whatever you want to call it plus i think that based on the description there should be man i'm surprised there isn't a trail as to the direction in which the killer went uh, you know you look at the uh you look at where's the possible place where this man parked his vehicle at you know what i'm yeah. saying like everybody parked over here i believe um to go to this trail and so with that being said, you know, you can't go back up the trail to get to where your car was. I I, I think that being a, a hiking trail, I think there has to be more witnesses out there that we haven't, um, they haven't found yet or they don't want to come forward. I don't know why, but I, since, um, you know, they, they say it's a real popular um, hiking trail, right? For, for people who go hiking right. and camping and, and, you know, why not, I'm guessing fishing, uh, what's it called? Like, I'm pretty sure they have witnesses that put either or either guys there, but maybe, like you said earlier, maybe they're maybe they do have like this kind of uh ring, you know what I mean? Yeah. They have they're both in, in in cahoots with each other, but I guess, like I said before, we're just gonna have to wait and actually go through the trial and see exactly how everything you know turns out. Could be we could be we could we could totally be wrong on everything, but we just right. don't know. No, I agree, but you know, and 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 Lee says it's a five minute drive, and and I get what you're saying there, but you have to get back to your vehicle. You have to get back to wherever your vehicle is parked. You, mm -hmm. Your your vehicle is probably not parked um, in a. I mean, it's probably not going to be parked in a uh, in a parking lot or things of that nature. But I mean, let's look let's look back here. You know, the, these streets are, it's not like you can park your car out here and not be noticed by anybody and then hang out out here all day. Because when you look at what the bridge guy is wearing, he's wearing heavy coat, he's wearing a hat, pants, you know, the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very obvious that, you know, when you look at what the girls were wearing who had just arrived, um, that he had been out there earlier in the morning when it was colder and so he had been out there all day um yeah you get what i'm saying I, he I wasn't feel... he that guy whoever whoever if it's richard or anybody else whoever was there was there for that reason that reason only because he wasn't there for for a hike i'll tell you that right exactly and so i think he was anticipating that they were going to be there i think he knew they were going to be there and he was waiting for them and he you know there's some evidence here to say that libby had made arrangements to meet up with anthony shots so, yeah and that's what i'm thinking that he he was expecting just libby and right. and um abby was there unfortunately also and he just had did what he did you know what i mean yeah it it, it is definitely sickening it is one of those things where um you know, you would never expect something like this to ever happen, you know, especially in a town the size of, you know, uh, Delphi. And um, you're looking at, it's just horrendous. And so, um, 
But, you know, there's a lot of evidence here to indicate that there's a potential connection here. And I, I think that there definitely is. Um, what do you guys think? Do you, do you guys think that the reason why they're also keeping the tip line open is perhaps they're trying to gather more information on somebody else? I think so, man. I, I, I do think even uh, when they did the press conference, that I, don't, I think they only did one. Um, they didn't they didn't put out any details, but they did say that they're going to keep the lines open for any tips because they do suspect there wasn't just one person in this. Right. No, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think that that they're, what they're going to what they're probably doing is you're looking at a couple of things. You, you, you're you're looking at somebody who's probably confessed to something and or is asking for immunity in something. And so that might be the reason why they're they're keeping that portion of it sealed. You're mm -hmm. also looking at the possibility that they're trying to gather more evidence of a potential connection with Klein and Allen. And I'm talking about Keegan. And so, yeah. you know, right now, you know, Keegan Klein's a younger guy. There may be a connection between, you know, his father and and, and Richard Allen. But um, when you're when you look at that, there might be wanting what they're wanting is probably some tips or some people that have maybe potentially pictures yeah. of them hanging out in the background, in the background, exactly. or exactly. You know, that way they can prove that they had a relationship together. Well, yeah, I, I think, I think, I think that's why they're keeping the the record sealed and whatnot, not letting anything come out because I think they're trying to make a get more evidence and make a stronger case. That way, it's it's on it's uh, they can't come back with a. Uh, Probable cause, you know. What I mean, they make to make sure that it's going to be a done deal for them. One theory I have, I mean, that I that I think is, what if they have tried this before, but they, you know, kill the girl, and there's another victim out there, and they, you know, they're, they're leaving it open now that these guys are behind bars. Yeah, wanted to pick up of what happened. You know, that that could be another reason the lines open. I mean, even like I said earlier, like, um, but you know, the part where they seduced them somewhere, you know, what I mean, brought them in and did something to them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said earlier, like, um, whoever, whoever um, killed these girls, it, it doesn't seem like he did it in, uh, in a panic. I think, I think he has, he has, uh, he might be a vet. He might be, he, be, he might know how to do this. He's done it before, you know what I mean? It sure looks like it because it took what five years for able to what? well here's the thing there's a theory out there that we we talked about and we discussed as well yeah. that we saw on the last time that we on part one of our murder mystery mondays uh, yeah. when we talked about the delphi case last monday where we found that um somebody from close to the area had seen that um what do you call it? Oh shit, man! I'm I'm starting to lose it. Um, <laughs> what was it that I was talking about? Uh, the last week we had seen that the um, gosh dang it! And that's what happens when I start drinking a little bit too much, guys. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait till the seals on the uh, the beer tasting one. Right, we we do this often. And so last week we were talking about. Oh, I remember now. They were talking about how that somebody had stolen something. And that the police had shown up at his house and they found oh, something, yeah, yeah. something, right? That it was kind of by accident. And mm -hmm. so if it was something that was kind of by accident, they might be trying to gather some more information, maybe some more tips of maybe now that they know who this guy was, 
um, as far as Richard Allen is that maybe some more people can come through with that and, and talk about, uh, you know, they saw him on that day or, or he seemed fishy after that moment. Now that you mention it, he cut his hair or he, you know, apparently he, he put himself in a mental hospital for, for about a month, you know, something to that nature and effect, um, you know, what do y'all think about that being a possibility that this was just by dumb chance? And if it was by dumb chance that they got him and it just so happened to be in this manner, then that tells me that this guy is probably, you know, if he's been, he did this, he got away with it for five years and there's a possibility that he's done it to, to more and the number could be great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, some, some of the biggest serial killers that we've, that we cut, we've caught, not us, but like they caught, um, have been caught because of pure coincidences by by mistakes, like stupid little mistakes, and and they're these people are some serial killers. I'm known for killing between thirty to hundred women or, or men. You know what I mean? And they get caught by stupid little mistakes or by a coincidence. Let's right. hope that that's the case here. Yeah, and, and and it's just crazy, man. That that if that ends up being the case, like which I don't think so. I think they had an idea of who it may have been. They were just trying to to, to nail him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, I find it kind of, it's just weird, man. It's just weird. And and what they're doing also by sealing the probable cause affidavit, that's, that's not common. And so, yeah, I think there's more to this and I think that they're not done yet, but I'm looking forward to, um, finding out what it is that they found on this guy that ended up being the, the nail in the coffin because, you know, the, um, the Indiana State Police sure do seem confident that they got their guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It sure seems like that. I think, yeah. that's, just, I think that's just the case. They're just trying to build up a, uh, so much evidence and their, their case so good that he has no chance to, I know, like get leniency at all, you know what I mean, or to get away. Right, right. And so Chris Moyer says, yes, the police had to get a search warrant. So they used the neighbor and said that Richard stole something and buried something in his backyard so they can get the warrant. He was seen by the neighbor burning. Yeah, there was uh, their neighbor was looking at some of the things that, he, you know, they were looking at the burn uh, the pit there. Um, what was reported that they took out of his house on October 13 was two large bundles, potentially clothing a Macy's shopping bag and shoe box. And they were at two areas, one by the, 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 um, the fire pit and one by a shed where they collected something very small. Um, that's crazy. And so Lee says here, 2006 is just when the serial killer stopped in Mexico, Indiana. Man, you know, this guy, it, it would be insane if this guy, like, you, you know, yeah, I mean, to a bunch of other stuff and, you know, and never stopped. And, you know, it, it could be a situation like that. You never, you don't know people, man. I mean, there was so many people that have, like, did you all just hear recently about that one pregnant pregnant lady that ended up getting in Arkansas? Um, which one? Oh, the one they, um, she went for a job interview, right? Uh -huh. And she, she, she went on like Facebook and she was like, hey, I want to, you know, I think it was uh, Bush was her last name. Uh, she went for a job interview. And on the second one, they told her, hey, uh, it was like at a, at a remote interview at a, at a, like a library or something, right? Mm -hmm. 
and then they ended up um hold on i gotta put somebody in time out here there it is <laughs> saw that <laughs> they ended up um she ended up going on her second interview they told her that it was at the uh at the office right husband dropped him off with the first lady that they went on an interview with <laughs> he goes back to pick her up he sees them taking off right he sees him taking off with the wife they end up finding the wife uh murdered with the uh the baby out of her and they found the baby in another place yeah unfortunately this is not the first case there's been multiple cases of this happening right yeah I, I, I mean in the i think i've heard of like maybe like three or four of them in the past what 15 years that's just me like just hearing them you know what i mean yeah I'm not, like i'm not actually looking for these cases but yeah just me hearing them I, I, they're out there man there's some really disturbed people out there and it's scary because like i said before like uh either one of us could have come close to someone like that that's unstable like that oh for sure and and like it's just like they recently also released um footage of the uh abby um, gabby petito and brian laundry they were at a at a, a grocery store the you know mm -hmm. that was the yeah. last footage of them seen and it, you did so many people that were around them you just don't know who you're around and and in this situation you just got to keep you know your family close type of thing um yeah i uh, bad mom uh, that's keegan klein yes we do think he snitched when you look at the um when you look at the timeline that they had they had an interview with him in 29 uh on august 19 and 2020 um in that interview he talks about um there being somebody else that's using his account the police are kind of focusing in on his father um he talks about him not you know not sharing that account with his father he wouldn't do that yeah. uh he also talks and it seems like he's trying to convince girls to hook up with somebody he claims is his father who is in their 40s that i suspect potentially could be um, richard allen at that point um two years later on the day 2019th of august um, police go get permission to go interview him they talk to him court documents say that he is uh, currently in negotiations with prosecutors. And so that happens August 19th, August 30th, police search the Wabash River. Um, no confirmation as of yet if that is, that has to do with the, um, the, the Delphi case. However, that is the river behind uh, Keegan Klein's family home, I believe. And so uh, two weeks later, um, they, the police go and search um, Richard Allen's home. And uh, two weeks after that, Richard Allen is um, arrested. Uh, and here recently, some some charges are getting dropped for from Keegan Klein. Well, now, I'll tell you, yeah, I think there's five. Now, I'll tell you what, a lot of, their story is that they cannot verify that um, they can't verify that the, the girls that he has videos of that about five of them or whatever the case may be uh, are aren't underage. And so they're not charging him with those. However, I, I find it odd that of uh, the timing in which they're dropping the charges and not just because of the fact that it happened after the arrest of Allen, but also because um, usually they're used up until the point you go to court. <laughs> it, sorry about that. It's Bash, not Will Bash. <laughs> I'm not from the area. I apologize. 
this welcome was... to the drunk turkey show guys welcome to the drunk turkey oh show. we got we got a, a, a one a one question especially for us we are the turkeys so <laughs> <laughs> the drunk turkey show is a, a show that we do a couple of different things y'all um we've had guests on this show from musicians actors um singers ufologists conspiracy theorists and we've also you know done beer reviews and drink and basically the show is premised around having a good time with an adult beverage now um we like true crime and we've kind of talked a little bit about true crime i have a uh, experience in law enforcement some years back and so um I have a little bit of a perspective when it comes to true crime. So we're decided to do a true crime segment to our show every Monday. But basically the way the show came about, guys, is um, we wanted to have a, you know, comedian show, a funny show, lighthearted show as well. And, um, you know, we decided to come up with a podcast that was around Thanksgiving last year. And so we decided to go with turkeys. It was going to be the punched turkey show because I was watching Rocky and, and they were talking about him being punch drunk. And um, I talked to the guys and I'm like, we're going to be the punch, punch turkey show. And uh, well, it was a little bit too close to slapped ham. So we decided to go with the other word in punch drunk. So we're the drunk turkey show. We like to consume a little bit of alcohol. Not everything is serious here. Um, on, mur on Murder Mystery Mondays, however, this was me. <laughs> uh, uh, many times. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and they ask how many how many beers does it take a, a turkey to get drunk? This turkey takes like twenty beers, maybe more. Yeah, yeah. Blue can get up there. He's our so veteran. He's the vet. He's the vet. And we 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 encourage you guys to to hit the hit the subscribe button. And and we have <laughs> we have uh, we have several different drinking options. So. <laughs> uh, we appreciate that though. So, uh, back to the case though. What are your guys' thoughts on it? Do you guys think that is Keegan Klein just a, a coincidental thing where he, he was running a CP ring and accidentally talked to the wrong person at the wrong time? Or do you think he's involved in this as well? We'll start off with you, Hyman. Um, I think I think they're I think they're they're seeding these these uh, records and this stuff from the public because I think there's more to it. I think there's more people involved in this. Um, maybe not in the murder itself, but maybe in, in the ring. Right. Um, and they want to get just everybody that's uh, attached to it uh, prosecuted. And um, I think Klein is going to talk and that's why he's getting some of those um, charges taken off. And might they might go, they might be lenient towards him and then have more evidence against Richard at the, at the end, but it, even if if Klein was knew about it or was there, it's he's as guilty as the person who committed the crime. Right, I, and 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 there's a possibility of that because when you look at the transcript um, that was released by Murder Sheet in the interview that they had in 2020, um, there's some stuff in there that he seems to be surprised about. And you look at the fact that there was multiple phones signing in at the same account a couple of different times uh, leads me to believe that that he also knew there was multiple people on his account. And so, you know, I think that it was pretty obvious early on. He was polygraph test and and he filled the portion that asked if not that he was involved, but if he knew who was involved and he was um, 
he was found to be deceptive in that situation. And so uh, I feel that uh, there's a possibility there that there was some type of relationship there between Keegan and, uh, and Libby and, and that he was involved in this situation. Um, whatever they found uh, in the river and or also at, at the Allen residence, both of those situations took about two weeks to to turn into to a warrant, one potentially a search warrant and the other one being the arrest warrant. Yeah. So what I think they found had to be something to do with possibly, yes, DNA can take a little bit longer than a, than a couple of weeks, but, but internet and going through a potential phone might take maybe about 10 days or a week or so for a uh, forensic scientist to go through and get back some details. I think the phone was found, whether it was in the river or if it was in the Allen residence. What do you guys think? What do you, what do you think was potentially found that could have led to this, you know, breaking open? Um, and again, this is all speculation. Speculation. I keep, for sure. I keep thinking about a flash drive being found. Like they found a flash drive somewhere and there's some information that they found that Try to keep on the wrap until they get a hundred percent, you know, case against somebody. It's great being that that long, and there's not too much DNA evidence. Then there has to be something solid for them to be able to, you know, convict. Right. And and brother D says, I think you guys are writing the murder sheet hard too hard. Keegan doesn't know Richard, and Richard doesn't know Keegan. Uh, I mean. I don't know if they know each other. What I'm following isn't so much the breadcrumbs from the murder sheet as much as the breadcrumbs that I'm seeing uh, based on what I see from the, the, what's released as far as the police interviewed him. He is now under, uh, you know, court document, court documents have him labeled as uh, in negotiations with prosecutors. Um, you also have the search of the river. And then you have the search of Alan's residence. Those are some breadcrumbs right there that you can kind of follow and kind of connect the dots. Yeah. Um, they also remember they uh, they had uh, reported that that souvenirs might have been taken from the from the scene or from the body, right, from the girls. Right. And maybe that's the whole point of the the when they went to go search for the stolen items or whatnot. Right. Maybe that's what they found. Right. There's a possibility of that. I think there was. Uh, there was a piece of clothing that was supposedly reported that was missing in some souvenirs yet. And I think the murder weapon hasn't been found to this date either. That could have been something that was also located, whether it was at the river or at the uh, at the Allen residence. So those are things that that are still, you know, up in the air at this point. Yeah. Uh, and, and we don't know for, for a fact yet, um, you know, what's happening there. And, and I think those are things that we're going to we're going to find out. But when you when you listen to. The lead investigator there um, that was talking about, um, you know, today's the day. He seems fairly confident that they got their guy. He won't report whether or not there was more people involved. But when you look at, at how much coincidence evidence there is out there on Klein, there's no way he's not somewhat involved. Yeah. You know, you, you know he's talking to her up until the point of the day of the murder. There's reports out there that he had planned to meet up with her. I, I just, I just don't know. What do you, what do you think, Blue? What do you think? I mean, we're gonna find out soon, hopefully. You know, um, they have to reassign a judge, I guess, and then they have to start, 
setting up some court dates to start just getting the preliminary hearings to you know set up the juries set up everything so let's start getting some more info here and i would say it's hard because i don't know if they do a lot of cases during december you know because everybody took breaks for holidays so right. maybe in january they might set something up so we'll, we'll see and as far as what seeds of hope says rush dna would have taken 72 hours or less <sighs> maybe i mean i don't think so um, you got to run it against the, I believe it goes into a database. Uh, I haven't heard of it going that quickly um, before, but I mean, it's, uh, things have changed in, in, in the time that I've been uh, in law enforcement. And so uh, I'm not sure, but in a smaller town, you have to usually send that off to a larger facility, uh, probably towards probably Indianapolis and and have them run it at their lab so it could possibly take yeah, a little bit longer than that just be based on that and so um so what's going on i live 15 minutes away from delphi wow Hello. Yeah, we're just talking about the murders that occurred five years ago the double double murders of uh abby williams and libby german and we're talking about the uh, possible connection between the arrested richard allen Ryan Logan and, uh, or, well, Ryan Logan wasn't arrested. The persons of interest, Ryan Logan and Keegan Klein. Yeah, uh, Ronald. Ronald, Ronald, yeah. So, my bad, my bad, guys. And so um, Delphi is not far from Indy. No, I I'm sure it's not. And I'm sure they can, you know, just drive it out there and, and handle, it, handle it there. Um, you know, I worked in a department that wasn't that large and, you know, it took some time for things to come back and the nearest big city wasn't too far. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ron Logan, my bad. I apologize for that. Apologize for that. Let's see. Um, but yeah, guys, I think it's going to be one of those situations where we're going to we're going to wait a little bit and find out what's going on. But I think that probable cause affidavit has to be released here pretty soon. Um, I know they have a court date, uh, I believe, for next this couple of weeks now, right? Yeah. To figure out if they're going to release the probable cause affidavit. When they do, we're, we're going to be going live again that evening, guys, and we're going to go over what it is that's been discovered and what this that is is going to be going on. Um, as far as is there another person of interest? I don't think so. Uh, there could be. There's that's more than possible. There, um, Richard Allen wasn't a guy that was. Um, um, spoken about quite a bit often you know what i mean he kind of came out of the the woodwork so to speak mm -hmm. when he came to you know when you looked up uh theories on this case you know if the police were you know knew about him they kind of kept that uh pretty close to close to themselves you know what i'm saying yeah uh, but nathan clark says that he thinks that Allen worked alone. I think there's a good possibility of that. When you have multiple people that are involved, the likelihood of you getting caught becomes greater. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, you know, I one person, say, go ahead. Blue. He probably worked alone, like when it came to the murders, but maybe they worked as a team as child predators. That's possible too. That's possible too. They could have been, they could have known each other. He could have bought the, uh, the accounts <laughs> from him. Sorry. And got got out of there. What what do you got? Oh, I was looking at Andy. Uh, was it Andy Wilson? Oh. Richard Allen is what French like to call a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Concur, concur, concur. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 
Yeah. There was another. There was another uh, comment. There you go. It says, "Do you think they are trying to get everyone that was in the CP and building a case for that as well?" I think so too. You know that that's definitely um, high priority type of cases, and you know with with victims that are that are very innocent and shouldn't be you know put in those situations or whatnot. And um, I, I for sure think they're building a case on that. There's no doubt about it. But I think that you know Blue brings up a great point. There's a possibility. Two things can be right. They can, you know. Um, Allen can work by himself and know Keegan Klein and be involved in what Keegan Klein was involved with and Keegan Klein not be involved in the murders. Mm-hmm. You know, those two things are very well possibly could be uh, two things that are correct. Let me see. <laughs> Do you guys, well, we'll, we'll put it, pull that back up. I didn't see that. Uh, I was looking at this one. Moon peace to poo poo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they was a serial killer team? No, I don't. I don't think so. When you have multiple killers, there the likelihood of you getting caught quicker increases when the more the assailants there are, and so serial killers typically. Um, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. They usually work alone, don't they? They mostly do. There's been um, there's been cases where two serial killers. Usually, it's one that kills and one that brings them in. That's mm-hmm. that's the case. Um, if there's gonna be if you can. If there's gonna be, I think, from what I know, from what I heard is, I think I heard like maybe like five cases where there's actually couples, uh, uh, a man and a woman, actually killing people together. Uh, The Rosemary and there's a couple of them. I can't remember the the names, but I'll bring that up next in the next podcast, and we can talk about that too. Yeah. Yeah. My theory, I think it was two people. You think it was two? I mean, they weren't like tiny little girls. They were they were teenagers, and they're pretty strong. They can run away, and I mean, even if there's a gun pointed at you, you might try to run away. And I think there was no gunshots, no bullets, saying that we know of. Yeah, uh, there had to be somebody there, kind of blocking them or stopping them from leaving. So. I mean, maybe the other thing we have to realize as well is everybody has a fright or flight in them. And especially at that age, guns, knives, there's a possibility they stood still out of fear. That's, you know that's, what I mean? Yeah, that's hard to, like, like, we say, oh, I would do this and I would do that. But I guess being in that situation, uh, you, you never know what's going to happen. So, like, I don't know how I would have reacted at that time. You know what I mean? Right. Um, there's a, there was a, a comment that says, I can bring it up. Uh, where is it at? Is it this one? So I keep hearing they got filmed, and we, we, we talked about it last time that they supposedly have like forty between forty to fifty seconds of extra film that they're not gonna release yet. Right, and that's kind of where they got the uh, the second image, which kind of makes sense. I mean, I mean the second sketch. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, when they did that second sketch, they they did that sketch without the hat and without. Uh, you know, a little bit more details, a little bit younger detail looking person in that second sketch makes you wonder if perhaps there was a struggle and and one of the children knocked out, knocked off his hat. And that's how they got video of it and uh, of what he looked like without a hat. But then if they did that, I feel that they potentially could have probably identified Alan when they talked to him that day, because apparently they talked to him 
this guy's a real, real piece of work. Um, they talked to him. Apparently, he would like try to talk to the families when they would go into CVS. He developed the the film for the funeral for free, things of that nature. You know, it was one of those situations. It was it's pretty jacked up. Yeah, that video that we uh, that we showed on our last episode, in that video behind Alan, you can see uh, a clip out of the newspaper article of them searching for the killer, and it has his his picture on not his picture, but the picture of the killer on there. You know, right. the sketch. Yeah, that's pretty crazy, you know. Yeah, and apparently, like one of the other things was, and I saw a picture of it today, that. He, I think it was on his Facebook or his or somebody's Facebook, either his or his wife's, that it was taken down. His daughter that resembled Libby, um, he had a picture of her with uh, an outfit where resembling what she was wearing the day that she went missing, uh, and and the shirt was a tie dye shirt, right? And apparently it was one of Libby and Abby's tie dye shirts for uh, the cause and you know to try to find their killers and stuff like that and. Like the guy is just, he has no feeling. Like if you're able to do that, like I understand he checked himself into a mental hospital apparently, supposedly, mm -hmm. but you know, to continue to do that and have that reminder and, and put that in there, that that's, I don't think this is the first time he's done this. And there's a couple of theories out there that say that he checked himself in for the reason is he can't get the death penalty if there is one there for pleading insanity. You could you could totally be doing playing his his game and trying to get that so they won't get the death penalty or whatever. But I saw one right here. I saw a comment and we got a theory of. I don't know if you can see it. Did you want? Is it? Is that the one? That, that Ronald Logan says guys down the hill, but the bridge guy is is Richard Allen. So you never That's know. Possible. At, at this point, man, anything is possible, man. You know, I think the consensus is that they, the the down the hill is bridge guy telling Libby and Abby to go down the hill towards the Deer Creek or whatever it was called. I think that's what it's called, right? Mm -hmm. And Deer Creek River, and it was telling them to go down that hill down down to the creek and to head towards that property. But it's very well posit possible that, um, you know, it could have been um, maybe Richard Allen on the bridge and walked him back to to ronald logan's house and but the thing is i find it hard to believe that you would do that on your property knowing that i mean it, you'd have to have some like i mean it's yeah <laughs> to to do that on your property uh, knowing they're going to get caught i mean that they're going to get found on your property and that you're going to be suspect number one yeah, exactly. Like, let's say he did do it. At, let's say uh, Ronald Logan did do it. Let's say in his barn or whatever, right? He did. He murdered these kids in the barn. Um, why would he still keep them at his place if he knew they were gonna be looking for them? I would, if I was him, I would dispose of the of the evidence. You know what I mean? Right. My, theory, my theory is because of the time. They knew that they that their kids and they were. And then the, the, the parents would probably know where they were at. So there's a time. They, they only have so much time to get out of there. You know, it's probably why he couldn't go far. Or right yeah. away, search his place. But, you know, like I said, those, uh, the FBI documents show that it took him a month to be able to search his house, which I thought was pretty crazy. They should have done it the same day. 
because it was on the yeah. property. But, you know, everybody has their, their rights and there's no probable cause. They can't search. Exactly, yeah. They have to have a probable cause to come up with the search warrant and whatnot. Yeah. Right. And, and Perry says right here is um, uh, Ronald Logan House property and electronic devices were all searched not long after the crimes. Law enforcement couldn't find anything, no charges relating to illicit child images or anything. And then that's kind of why, you know, you look at that, you look at the fact that, in my opinion, the reason why he, he was lying about the alibi was because he was on probation, violating probation, driving with a suspended license. You know, people will look at it and say, well, you know, he was on TV and, and he talked about driving another time, admitting to it. And I was like, well, you know, he's clearly lying about where he was. Liars lie and they slip up. That's how they get caught. And so if he was lying about where he was at or located and it was because he was violating his probation, you know, that, that's, a, that's a reason to do that. Now, uh, it, it probably and most definitely put you know, a time wrench in this system where, uh, you know, the police was probably going down this wrong avenue for a long time and allowing these guys to, you know, potentially do this again. Yeah. Uh, do you think that, that it's happened again since? Do you think he's stopped in the last five years? Oh, man, it's hard to say, man. Uh, like I said, the way it looks like, it doesn't look like an amateur did it and got away with it for five years, you know what I mean? This oh, guy had some knowledge of how he wanted to do it and then stay under the radar from police and whatnot. And there was, there was a right. comment right here that said, uh, let me see, right here, is this uh, Boat Hunting 101 says, I think they should bring back public hangings for scum like these men. I agree. <laughs> I do too, 100%, 100%. You guys, uh, I wanna say, uh, we all have children, so we understand that, that, that losing them is tough, and and I feel sorry. For, you know, my my condolences go out to the family. You know, they, yeah. they wanted to find. You know, they I, I saw the interview with the grandma. They wanted them to find the murderer, but her in her, the interview they did with her, she was still you know grieving. She was still upset. Mm -hmm. It didn't change anything, but it in time it will. And I know somebody earlier put that we just said it's just a murder. And it's not just a murder. It's two innocent little girls passed away um, by by being murdered. And, you know, it's it's sad. And, you know, our condolences go out to the families if they hear this. You know, something they never know. They, they, they might get sent to Nick and they might look, look us up. But if they see it, right. you know, we don't think uh, it's a joke. You know, this is serious. And uh, two little girls lost their lives, you know. Yeah, and I think, I think the more we get in, like you know, like all this stuff was happening way before internet and whatnot. It's just like now that we have this social media, and the the information is the tip of our hands, you know, the fingertips. Right. It's so easy for 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 all this stuff to come out. You know, you might not think that this is not happening somewhere else, but it, it um, you know, it's been happening forever. You know, it's just now that. Like I said, the social media and the internet and the, the you know the information highway pretty much is, just puts it right in front of us, and it's now more it brings more awareness and, and and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly, and and like it's it's insane, man. To to you know these people, he was the the pharmacist in a small town where I think that was the only pharmacy in town. So everybody in that town 
probably at one point or another had communication or talks with them, you know, especially the families that were involved, the, the Williams, the Germans, and, you know, to, to, to imagine how they are feeling, knowing that they had dealings with him, you know, it was apparent that he would approach them. And, you know, like I said, the funeral pictures that he did for them supposedly for free, I bet you anything he probably kept, you know, probably copies of negatives and, made his own copies of those types of things and that might be something also that they found yeah and or a pharmacy technician i apologize um he was a pharmacy technician but it did say that he he did um like did the prints for the sketches and he did prints for like the um the searching what do you call it the wanted posters he did them for free for them (laughs) yeah yeah i mean just just to think like you said like like this town so small and like for the parents to be talking to their potentially their their the their kids killer that's that's kind of hard to wrap your mind around no no doubt man i mean as a parent i'm sure that you know if something like that were to happen the the way we would feel would be uh, it couldn't be explained yeah it, it really couldn't um and uh, i just want to say somebody put on there does the serial killer have a certain look no they don't Nope. No. No, they don't. Big and tall, and they're all colors. And I think I think the more obvious or the least obvious person, or the more you know, normal and everyday life you have, the the harder it is to find you as a you know what I mean. If you were out there living a certain persona or whatnot, acting a certain way, then maybe. But yeah, yeah, it's hard to tell who these sometimes who these people Um, are, especially. uh, Go ahead, Hannah. I mean, like, look at Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, BTK, the Green River Killer. All these people had family. They had families. They, they 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 had jobs, real good jobs. They were super nice to people. That like people, every people, every, all the people that they asked, like, they they didn't think they were like that. They were literally hiding right under their nose, and and they're not monsters. They're just regular day people with a morbid sense, you know. Of no, they're of, monsters. Yeah, they're, they're they're monsters, you know what I mean. But they they have this facade, right? That they're good and I, people. And I think that the, the issue is when you look at, for instance, a serial killer, they're more difficult to find as well as because there's not usually like a uh, a motive outside of a type. Somebody, you know what I mean? Like you have so. like, go ahead, Blue. Let me put. What do you think was the motive? These little, why these little girls. Well, if this um, Jordan um, from uh, Mexico, Indiana, Sofer, um, if she, they said that she kind of looked like Libby too, and she's been missing since he left. If this little girl, Libby, kind of looks like his daughter, which is kind of creepy and weird on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the motive could have been, like I said before, maybe perhaps he was just spying on these girls or, or talking to them, or perhaps he wanted to go a little bit further. Given the fact that they lived in a small town, oh, maybe yeah. they recognized him. Yeah, they can, even like even like Ted Bundy killed women that looked like his ex, ex girl girlfriend. You know what yeah. I mean? he, he had a type that he liked to do, like to kill. Um, and like when it comes down to serial killers, serial killers had this. They have this thing called the McDonald Triad, where there's three things that can make a serial killer: like uh, uh, animal animal abuse, right? Um, there's uh, animal abuse, like bedwetting, and then fire, like, you no, know, 
retirement right. and stuff like that. There's different things, but like they can profile serial killers using th that. And I want to see if 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 it is Richard Allen, I want to see if he confesses to more. Maybe there's more. Yeah, there's oh. a possibility. There definitely is. I just feel that I think that I think they got him in one way or another. I just I, I'll mix. I, I just want to know what it is that the probable cause affidavit says. That way, it can kind of give us an idea as to what type of case they, they have. have. You know, the fact that they don't have it unsealed kind of worries me that perhaps this case isn't as strong as as we would hope it would be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. There's a something in the live chat. Her name is Nature Lover. Says she actually met a serial killer and he changed his mind from not killing her. Mm -hmm. Where's oh, that? Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, uh... Oh, okay. Wow. She goes, I yeah. had a run in with a killer, but no one believes me. Well, nature lover, we 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 believe you. Message us, maybe we'll potentially get you on the show, and we can talk to you talk to you about your experience if you're interested. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we'd love to have you. Um, but oh wow, we got in the car and, and she ran, and you ran. Yeah, that's. When was this? Or what year was this? Yeah, well, I'm glad that you everything ended up being okay, and you and things turned out on the on the positive end. Yeah, yeah, that can be crazy. I mean, you, you don't know who who you're talking to and, and people don't know, uh, cannot assume what people do in private. I mean, there are some sick, sick people. I mean, if you take a part, you take the, 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 the murder out of this and you look at Keegan Klein and him not being potentially involved in this, right? Let's yeah. just say he wasn't involved in the murder, but you look at the ring, uh, the CP ring that he was going on, the the potential, you know, the pictures that he was taking and you look at you know the potential of the people that he was dealing with. There's some sick, sick, horrible people, and you never know who you're dealing with, and it's just unfortunate. Um, you gotta you gotta be careful, and um, you know you, and especially in a town of three thousand people, you never. You, I, I highly doubt anybody ever thinks that something like that's going to happen to them there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it makes it even worse. And I mean, not saying that it couldn't, it would make it easier if it wasn't, but. You know, it hits home to a lot of people, especially if you're from a smaller community like us three. We're 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 from a, a smaller town, and so um, and we had our share. We had two to a possible three serial killers come through here. So, oh, and, yeah. then, and then we had in Derby was a small town, and from what I've known, uh, we had Tommy Lynn Sells, and uh, I can't remember his Resendis, right? The, oh, the yeah. robot killer. Yep. And I can't remember the third one at, uh, right now, but I, I will look it up. But I, I know there was at least three of them that they came through here. One of them Detroit actually Dean. hit here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 the judge. From the <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, Tommy Nassos was, was living here. He was working here. And this guy, he confessed to almost 60 kills, yeah. including the whole family. You know what I mean? Including the, the, the girl that he killed here in Del Rio by the lake. So, right, I mean, exactly. The odds of me running into him at, at, a, at a store were real, real, pretty, pretty high up there. Right, exactly, exactly. And Perry says, uh, and Keegan Klein also was searching. How long does DNA last on his phone? Yeah, there's so much stuff that he was searching up that you know that that make you wonder. Like, there's how is he not somewhat involved? 
maybe not directly involved with the murders, but, you know, have some kind of knowledge and, and to ask some of the, you know, to the searches that he had about the DNA and about a, being able to search, um, you know, things like that. It just, it's, it's too many, too many breadcrumbs and too much coincidences, are, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but we're going to be continuing this and we're going to continue to go through this every step of the way throughout this entire trial. So please stick with us on that. Um, we'll probably be doing this more than Mondays. Uh, just because, you know, as as breaking information comes through, we'll be coming out here with it as well. Uh, but we are getting a little bit long on the tooth as far as how long our podcast guys go. I want to appreciate everybody in the comment section and everybody in the live. Um, before we go, um, Jaime, any, any last words or anything? Uh, yeah, man. Um, what's it called? We're going to start putting up polls uh, for our future segments, and we would love to have everybody's input on it. Oh, yes, for sure. We do have some polls that are up there. Please, please go and, and check those out. Um, my brother D says Keegan was doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Big Blue, any any last words for you? I um, just want to tell everybody to be safe out there, you know. Um, be aware of your surroundings. <clears throat> you never know what's going to happen. Man. I don't trust a lot of people for that reason, man. I guess no, yeah, for too sure. much of the murder mysteries and stuff happens in the blink of an eye. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's just one of those things where you got to be careful and, and and be safe and, and and keep your eyes open and be alerted. You, you never know what's going on behind you sometimes. Uh, Nature Lover, as far as when do we normally stream, we stream on Mondays, Wednesdays, and sometimes on Fridays. It just kind of depends. But normally on Wednesdays, um, we do something a little bit different. We do a, a, a drinking, a drink off. Usually we have a, a alcohol beverages and or we also do film reviews. We just talked about the Quantum Leap series here recently. So we do a couple of different things. You can uh, check out our playlist. It'll have them break broken up a little bit. Uh, this is our first case that we've done on true crime. We can we do plan on doing more. Um, apparently the. Um, uh, Scott Peterson case is uh, he may be getting a retrial. So we're going to be looking into that and to those evidences as, uh, as to what he is claiming and, and the possibility of him being innocent or the fact that he's probably just the killer as well. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I'm leaning on that one. I'm putting my money on that. Yeah, I would too. I would too. I wouldn't be betting too far out, but we have to look at all the evidence. It's happened a long time ago and let's see, let's find out exactly what we see, but we're going to continue to uh, follow this case and, and and others that come across so please uh hit that subscribe button and hit that like button uh with that being said guys we're the drunk turkey show we appreciate everybody being out there thank you for coming out stay safe and peace